Welcome to the Inside Aesthetics podcast. We host real conversations with real experts from around the world. Away from the filtered bubble of social media, our aim is to educate listeners and explore any topic in the cosmetic and wellness space. We also get a unique insight into the business minds of the entrepreneurs and pioneers who have helped shape our industry. This podcast and its related publications provide news and general information about procedures and products. You should seek professional medical advice and assessment before considering any treatment. Today's episode of the podcast was brought to you once again by BTL Aesthetics. Now, Jake, there is Cosmeticon coming up in the next few weeks and BTL have been kind enough to give us a special offer for IA listeners. Tell us all about it. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. So we've got the Cosmeticon conference coming up on the 5th yes. to 8th of Ooh, March. I actually need to book myself in for that. We need to go. Yeah, it's a huge conference. Um, and that's at the Intercontinental Hotel in Double Bay, Sydney. Mm-hmm. BTL will be at stand number 11 and... They're going to do two great talks, first of all, to sort of engage people who may not have come across the M-Sculpt or the M-Seller. So Dr. Saras is going to be talking about the M-Sculpt device on Friday. Mm-hmm. Times to be confirmed, but look out for the program when yep. it's published. Dr. Saras Andrum. Yes. yes. And then on Saturday morning, we think it will be Dr. Gina Messiah from Perth mm-hmm. talking about the M-Seller device. Right. So okay. those are the two key opinion leaders who are using these devices and can tell you all about it. But the great thing is, this is the exciting thing. Yep. So with our little relationship with BTL, if you are interested in one of these devices, if you go and speak to the BTL team at Stand 11, go and uh, find Gareth Pepper, Sam Stark, or any of the team, they're mm-hmm. all great. Mention that you listen to the Inside Aesthetics podcast. That's your key little code <laughs> or, or way of getting a discount. Yeah. And BTL will offer you a 10% discount on any device that you purchase. Wow, that's huge. I mean, these machines are like, what, 100,000 100, plus, so 10% off that sort of it's level. It's a pretty significant okay. saving, probably more. Yeah, right. So my, uh, my Jewish money-saving uh, <laughs> sense has just started tingling. <laughs> my superpower. So, <laughs> so basically what I would do if I was a clinic owner or a doctor who might be interested in one of these yeah. devices, do your research now, have a read-up about these devices or any of the portfolio that BTL offer. Yep. Go and speak to the guys once you've got the information and you can obviously uh, potentially try one of the devices or have a look and play with it. And then you're in a much better position to yeah. maybe purchase. Go and have a treatment, see what you think. If you believe it, you think it's good for your clinic, then this would be an amazing time and opportunity to take advantage of this offer. So um, with that in mind, anyone wanting more information on the M-Sculpt machine or the M-Seller or BTL and all the devices that they sell and distribute, head on over to btlaesthetics.com. And if you head down to Cosmeticon, make sure to chase down one of the BTL members and mention the IA podcast to receive your discount. Enjoy the podcast. Our guest today is Grisina Fetchner, better known as Grizz. Grizz is a professional media trained presenter and media expert with a successful history in sales, learning and development and management roles. Grizz has made a living out of her ability to get her message across from her own TV show, appearances on Channel 7, and advertising through to corporate sales and training positions. She's a dynamic and engaging presenter who is highly sought after. We're live, Jake. Who have we got in today? We've got the lovely Grazina Fetchner. Hello, good morning. Oh, good morning, Jake. If you could just say that again one more time for the people that didn't hear it the first time. Grazina Fetchner. No, the lovely bitch. Oh, the lovely yeah, bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could just say <laughs> yeah. that. Don't worry about my name. We were talking about your name just now. Tell us where your name is from. Yeah, so it's a Polish name. My mum's Polish and she had 38 hours of labour 
and the best she could do Whoa. was come up with a name like Grigina Marita Fechner. Right. And as I said to you, I sound like a penicillin. I genuinely think <laughs> yeah. I'm some long <laughs> medical name. Uh, and also, you know, when people say Grigina and I meet them on the phone but I haven't met them in person, yeah. they often walk out to reception and they're looking for a Grigina. Yeah. And I say to them, what does a Grigina even look like? And they think it's like a very short Italian four foot eleven lady with a bun in her hair, glasses and about 70 years old with lots of grey flecks. So, you couldn't be Yeah, so if you could just tell the listeners that I don't look like that. Well, let's, let's <laughs> To, to, let's call you a more affectionate name, Grizz. Can yeah, we call thanks. you Grizz? Yeah, I'd love to be called Grizz. Okay, awesome. So, Grizz, we've actually been trying to catch up for about two years now. Yeah, we have. Um, and we've kind of become Instagram best friends. We really And have. we chat occasionally, but it, it, it's lovely to have you here. Thank you for Thank you. Me. Could you um, maybe introduce yourself to... <laughs> oh, do I need to step out for a minute? Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> do you guys yeah, want I'm a moment? <laughs> yeah. David who? Yeah. 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 I'm married. Hi, yeah. welcome. And Grizz's child is behind here. The marketing manager is yeah. watching. Turn the lights right down a little bit low. Lo- yeah. Put yeah, some music on. M- yeah. Move music. Hit cue now. <laughs> Let's start again. Um, so, Grizz, please tell our listeners, uh, who are you and what is your background? It's a bit unique. It is really unique. Yeah. So, I'm a, I'm a girl. Uh, I have a kid who's, <laughs> as we know, 25 nearly. I've been married 26 years, which is a really long time, so I deserve a medal. Uh, and I'm looking for love. So, could we add that in the podcast? Not, not really. I've got a delightful husband at home. Um, I started off, interestingly enough, uh, as a PE primary school teacher and then moved through life doing some journalism cadetship at Channel 9. So I've done journalism in the background a lot of my life and then moved into the pharmaceutical industry, uh, sold everything from cabaject right through to female hormones, uh, yeah, a whole lot of different stuff. And then started my own company over 14 years ago in the learning and development space, training, coaching, executive coaching, public speaking, do a lot of key notes and congresses around the world in the healthcare space. Aesthetics is one of my uh, key loves. Which and is how we found love. It is how we found love. <laughs> and yeah, amongst all of that, I spend my life a bit on Channel 7 and 9, behaviour communication expert as well. Mm. Does that it's, help you with raising children? Uh, no, nah, uh, they've got no idea. I wish they could just sort of be like, listen to what I say and say as I do, but they don't. Mm. And then, you know what happens, this is funny, David, is when I am trying to do my tips and techniques around behaviour, uh, the kids say don't you do that stuff. We know what you do and we know what you're trying to do. They so the they're game. all over it. They know yeah. the system. So you're just preaching on TV and then not That's enacting it. in real life. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I, I try and give my tips out and then I do the opposite. No. Okay. I live by it. Now, truthfully, how, how do you get into that? It's quite a, an unusual, well, it's not unusual, but it's very diverse. Like how do you learn to be like a leader or yeah. a... Yeah, it's really interesting. And I think a lot of it is experience. And it's also something, you know, leadership is all about leading from the heart and having the theory concepts around the head. So I spend a lot of time in management, a lot of time in in field. And then I think you capture leadership skills as you move through life and you then deliver them. But leading is all about leading by example. So again, it's clearly not what I was doing on TV, saying something and then doing the other thing. But more so, you know, pick up a skill, pick up an attribute and do it. And I think if you continue to do it, people will follow. And also understanding people's worlds because people are very, very different. Uh, and we look at behaviour styles mm. and we need to lead to different behaviours and personalise every interaction and a lot of that stuff that I'm sure we'll talk about today. But it's not just having a script through life. Yeah. You know, leading is what's in front of you and then do what your heart says and do something right and just be kind. That's yeah. probably my motto, be kind. So you've kind of become a psychologist by by. Default. By default, yeah. yeah. I, I don't have the letters behind me for psychology, yeah. but I reckon I'd give it a good shot. 
You just understand people. That's basically That's what, you're, what yeah. you're doing. Yeah, and listening. I think psychologists spend their whole hour, don't they, just listening to people. I, I, you know, I take my hat off to them because I think they're an amazing group of people uh, and they really do just listen. So I think if we could listen more and listen to understand, listen to learn and listen to engage, not listen to ask the next question. It's mm. so funny you mentioned that. I was prepping on my way here. I, I mm. often put our guests, you know, if they've got something on YouTube, I'll listen to it just to sort of prep myself. And you were talking to someone on Channel 9 about, the difference between men and women and how they, well, I guess, interact with each other. And you were saying, if a woman talks to a man, she just wants you to listen. Mm. Whereas, you know, and I do this all yeah. the time. If my wife says something to me, I'm going to give her a solution. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we, we don't want that. We ju- but just I don't listen. understand it. If someone comes to you and says, hey, I don't know, this has gone shit today. Yeah. Of course, I'm going to be like, well, here's the, here's how we might go around it. Like, you don't want to just listen. That, yeah, that really seems do. really passive and <laughs> impotent. No, no, and that's something when we talk about leadership, and we talk about coaching. Often, as a coach, you want people to find their own solutions because when you find your own solution, you become more accountable to acting on it and doing it. So when you listen to us, we just go, "Oh, I feel much better," and now we just move on and we're good to go. We don't even need a solution, and the problem is finished. So that listening is a good tip. So you're just you like um, verbally venting. Yeah, you, you don't actually want no. that person to do anything. See, how easy is it to hang out with us women <laughs> when we, all we want is just your ears? Two well, David, you've got a girlfriend. What do you think? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I'm a good listener. I'm yeah. a good listener. It's one of the key skills, I reckon. Yeah. I'm also exhausted. That helps too. Yeah, it means you can just be relaxed. I'm, I'm ringing you in future, David, yes. and I know that you're going to be exhausted sitting on this couch. I'll blurt myself out and I'll hang up the phone and go about my business and be happy as a pig in mud. There you go. Hmm. So what's your um, TV show all about? Yeah, so we have a number of them. It's Every week we do different topics. So one week it might be how to deal with a passive-aggressive person. The next week it might be how to deal with a fight politely. So we, last week we spoke about how to argue politely. <laughs> uh, everything from how to say no more effectively, how to just get through life. So everything behaviour communication is all about how to deal with people and, you know, the detours along the way from a communication stance point. I also look after um, stuff on the Nine Network. We do a lot of things in the news of the day. So what happened yesterday in the news, talk about your opinion. So a lot of opinion based as well. So it's really varied. I used to have a show years ago in Brisbane called Out and About in Brizzy with Grizzy. And that was quite funky. <laughs> We'd run around Riz Vegas and just do local segments. I read the news for a while uh, and I got sat. I don't like to say sacked. I got moved on from news to weather. And the reason was, is I smile when I speak. So when 10 people die in a car accident. <laughs> Smiling when you speak is not so great. Because, you know, from a communication stance point, your body language says so much more than words will ever say. Yes. So if I'm smiling, the viewers are thinking, oh, she my goodness, she's crap. smiling, but we don't understand the message is mixed. So were you smiling through? There's a Category 6 storm hitting yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but then I could do a twirl. There's a cyclone and all do right. a twirl. So it made it all the more better because I could twirl as I stood on the weather stage. <laughs> It's sunny here today in Bris Vegas. Uh, so I moved on from news to weather uh, and I just wasn't a newsreader because you've got to have that real newsreader presence and it's an absolute art. And because I smile when I speak, I just tried to go into vocal lessons and speech pathology and did my articulation and pause and pace and, yeah, I just didn't cut it. And mm. that's okay. You're this too nice. You've got space. more to offer. <laughs> got to find your niche in life. And I reckon this is it, talking to you blokes on a couch. So I was having a look at your website, so the Front and Centre website. So yeah. that's, that's the name of your company. In it case, sure I think, is. In case we missed that at yeah, the beginning. Front and Centre Training go. Solutions. So you do regular Channel 7 appearances. Yeah. And it says here that you give quirky assessments of life in general and discuss making the best out of every single person interaction. Yeah. 
So what does that mean and how, and how do you implement it? Yeah, so what it means is when you are looking at a person that you're having an interaction with, communicate like they do, listen to what they're saying, understand their world. Everyone, you know, David is wearing a sign around their neck that says, make me feel important. You guys are wearing yours, it's pink neon at the moment. <laughs> and in every interaction, I should be walking in and reading that sign before I even open my mouth. Because if I read that sign, it changes my whole brain wave to think about you. And I don't walk in and go, oh my gosh, Jamie and I left this morning, the traffic was terrible on the Anzac Bridge and this happened and that happened and thank God I'm here now, where's my coffee? I walk in and say, how's your morning been? Did you have really good cereal? Why are you out of your pyjamas? You know, whatever it is I'm saying becomes about you. So personalising the interaction makes it engaging and warm and it makes the other person feel like they're important. And saying someone's important doesn't mean, oh, Grizz, you've got nice shoes today or I like your hair. It's genuinely asking about their world. So if I know that you've just come back from a trip or I know that your daughter's just got married or I know that you've just started another company, that's the stuff that I should be engaging with you with because it makes you feel important. And it all has to be done with genuineness and, you know, heartfelt, not just now Grizz has said, go and make someone feel important. <laughs> so go and make someone feel, genuinely think about it, genuinely want to do it. And that's what personalises the interaction. And that's what changes it for every person you interact with. Well, everyone's favourite topic is themselves. Oh, 100%. So yeah. if you talk, basically prompt someone yeah. to tell tell you about themselves, that's exactly. I guess they, they feel most comfortable. They're going yeah. to be more likely to open up. Absolutely. And then you can develop that rapport. So much so. And a really good technique, If you, often we ask someone a question and I'll say, so tell me what you did last night, David. So tell me what you did last night. I went and saw a tool. Oh my gosh. I went to the movies the other night and I saw that new war movie and gee, it was fabulous. What have I just done then? You've taken over the conversation. Well done. So, well done you. Yeah. So a really good little technique from a communication perspective, if you're making someone feel important and you're asking them about them, is what we call the you, your and your technique, which right. means that when you say to me you went and saw Tool, I then say, so did you enjoy it? What yeah. did you like about it? Where did you go and see it? So straight back flexing back to you by that questioning technique of just adding a you in it means I'm not taking over the conversation and I just put the you in it. Tell me about what you did. Did you go and eat dinner beforehand? What did you have for dinner? Uh, and that's all about you and me understanding you more and then I can engage in the conversation more effectively. It's funny you have those conversations with people and exactly like what you're yeah. saying about and it's like people are like, oh, cool, anyway, back to me. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and often they'll ask you a question about what you did because they want to tell you what they did. Yeah. So it's just like I'm being polite asking the question but really just listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> and I guess that's a, a technique that we anyone whether you're in sales, whether you're in a relationship, yeah. whether you're just meeting random people just going through life, that if you can make people feel important and special yeah. and learn how to communicate them and, and leave an impression, there's nothing wrong with having too many people like you, right? <laughs> there is so nothing. Imagine that. Imagine a world where people were just kind and everyone liked each other and we just genuinely weren't mean. That'd be like the coolest world in the whole, yeah, ever. So just doing those little things and genuinely doing it. You know, often you can say, oh, well, Grizz told me that technique, but people know if you're genuine or not. Yeah. I was going to say, you can't way. turn that on and off uh, if, if you don't really mean it. That, nah. that, that you can try work. the technique for a while, but then you get bored again and go, but I'm not talking about me. So genuinely being engaged. Sorry, Jay, it's just not going to work out for you. <laughs> Damn, my narcissist uh, personality is <laughs> not going to work. Yes, well, that's coming up on my next segment on Channel 7. No. <laughs> <laughs> did I make you feel special with your white chocolate and macadamia cookie this morning? You absolutely did. Even, you know, when the specialness started was last night, you said, Grizz, I'll have a coffee. Give me your coffee order the night before. Stuff like that is so little. It took you five seconds to do but the thought and it made me feel special oh. going, how cool is that, Jake's? It texted me last night saying I'll have something at the studio ready for you and then you have one for all of us and an extra cookie. That's the cool well, stuff. There you go. That's yeah, team It's IA. so simple. That's how we do it. <laughs> 
It's how you roll. <laughs> yeah, even using names makes people feel special and I think that's really important to say as well is when you're talking to someone using their name, yeah. uh, it makes such a difference. I'd, I'd like a macadamia cookie next week, Joe. There's just, two in there. Uh, yeah. Don't oh, you worry about that. There's okay, two. if we could just okay. break now so we can just hoff all that cookie down. And have a team hug and... Yeah, let's just do that. Is this vegan, gluten, dairy-free, <laughs> calorie-free, uh, paleo? the guys at the trail down No those. sugar, no fat-free, yeah, yeah, all of that. Okay, these are pretty... I'm going to try one. Yeah. Have you tried it? No. Uh, I'm going to get in there and have a little try now. So, Grizz, I'll give you as an Yeah, well, you just boys just eat your cookie. (laughs) We've just destroyed the cookie that we bought for you. I've actually got uh, a good question to reflect on what we just said. So how do you feel about social media now? Because Mm -hmm. obviously it's a very introverted world and you're portraying yourself. Do you think that we're we're kind of showing a warped reality? It's not, of course, it's not real. But do you think that we we are becoming kind of a bit narcissist, a little bit um, kind of me, 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 and and it's just I don't know. It's a bit weird when you flick through some people's pers- uh, what's the word profiles, including myself, probably. You know, because it's it's all about you. You're selling yourself. Absolutely. And for those of you that can't see me nodding, I was just nodding the biggest nods as Jake was saying everything. Then it is so true. And I said to someone the other day, I'm so glad I didn't grow up in the world of social media Mm. because life is just so hard for kids going through school now. Even from an interview perspective, you know, I sit on a lot of interview panels and people can't have a face-to-face eye contact two-way interaction because everyone is so busy down being on their phone and we are taking a hundred photos to get, me me included, you know, if I just took, and often people will take one photo and stick it up on the internet or see, and I look at it and go, oh my goodness, why would you have taken it from that angle and why would you have done this? But, and I would never have asked questions like that. We go to the Kodak film, listen to me now, I'm using my age here, mm-hmm. boys, but I go to Kodak, pick up my one set of photos and be so excited looking at those photos. You get I'd what you're given. You get what you're given and you're delighted by that. And I think as a society and as a world, we need to just go, everything needs to stop because we are creating so much more bullying. We're creating a superficial artificial behaviour and it becomes all about us because we're trying to promote because we're told we have to for a business savvy environment, which is true. I mean, the first people, the first someone looks to you, they go to social media. They want to understand about you. They want reference checks. They don't ring a company anymore and say, how was Grizz in the training last week? Or they don't ring seven and talk about my segment. They go straight to the seven network, find my video, look at me and make an assumption about me. It's that judgment. And what's interesting about that judgment principle is in the first seven seconds, there are 11 things judged about you. So we call it the 7-Eleven principle. Uh, All these stats are true, by the way. I'm not making them up. Uh, So imagine when you walk into any interaction, you're judged on the minute your Instagram feed comes up. You're judged on how you look. You're judged on what you wear. You're judged on rightly or wrongly so. It's pretty like pretty woman, big mistake, huge. You know, and I say to people all the time, Go to ask someone their story and their world, and only then can you judge them. Don't look at someone and make a judgment. But that's the only thing we've got at the moment is social media, and straight away we flick through in a second. It's like Twinder, it's like Bumble, Grundle, Grindle, whatever those. (laughs) I need to Grundle, Grindle. I need maybe I need to do my homework on those sites because I'm not there yet. Uh, (laughs) But whatever the site is, we flick and we judge, and we just need to stop and engage and understand someone's world. So it's really interesting. And social media, I reckon if we could get rid of it in a heartbeat, it would make people feel so much better. Mm. But I was also listening to Gary V. Yep. <laughs> and he said, and this is kind of really fascinating, it's a bit off the point, but you're saying, you know, 20 years ago, if you had a business mm. uh, and you wanted to market, you would have to invest a lot of money yep. in, in, you know, pamphlets and literature Absolutely. or TV or radio or whatever yeah. it is. Now we've got this free thing mm-hmm. that sits in people's hands 24-7 yeah. 
and you can talk to millions and billions of people and say whatever you like yeah. and, and be on in their face 24-7 for free. Yeah. So you can't ignore it either. No, you can't. Well, we're not. I mean, look at us. Here I am talking about I'd love to not be in a social media world, yet I've got a front and centre Instagram and I've got a mini Grizz Instagram and we've got – because that's the way the world's rolled. And if you want to be a part of it, you do it. And it doesn't cost money and you are accessing billions of people. Yeah. Um, I guess I – just hope that it doesn't affect too many people moving on in life and it doesn't affect that basic human touch and connection, which is the bit that we miss in social media. You know, we don't have that sit-down chat anymore. We talk on Messenger, we catch up, we do the thing and we move on. We've forgotten that bit of the communication process. Perhaps yeah. it's like a um, – perhaps it's like, like anything. You don't know you've gone too far until you've gone too far. And, you know, if you think about how long social media has been around for – what, five, 10 years, 15 yeah. years maybe? Yeah. 20? I don't know. 50, 50, what, Facebook was around, what, 15 years ago? Something yep. like that? Yeah. So if you think about like how it's slowly crept into our lives and perhaps now we've gone too far, but then it'll correct itself 100%. at some point. You're already seeing it now. People are sort of bowing yes. out. They're not putting as much personal stuff up anymore. No. Um, I think there will be a correction process and it'll still always be there, but sometimes you need to go beyond to go, okay, we've, we've gone too far. Let's yep. just bring it back because as you said, people are losing the the ability to communicate yeah. in a personal level. I mean, you're talking about interviews. I mean, I, I've gotten to a point now, I mean, I've got an interview later today. Yeah. I mean, it, it's that there for me to basically say, to look at, you know, are you presentable? Mm. Are you actually going to turn up mm. <laughs> on time? Um, but the rest of it's like, if you, I can't really tell. No. Because I've had some people who interview horrendously. Yeah. And they earn it, ended up being some of the best employees and people that think they're going to be amazing mm. and then they don't even turn up for work. They just, mm. they disappear. So, I mean, it's, interviews are almost like, like they're just there, but I don't know what they actually achieve anymore because people learn how to fake it or they're just That's such it. hopeless communicators. You might not give them a fair shot. Such a valid point. How am I going with my interview? <coughs> yeah, I, good. I'm going, all right, I turned up on time. <laughs> yes. I, I'm, yes. I'm answering your questions yeah. sort of okay. This is yeah. not an interview. This is okay. an organic <laughs> chat. Yeah. With and coffee really and biscuits. <laughs> and I'm loving it. Loving it. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah. So how how do we combat that loss of personal communication and and conversation? Yeah, I think we still need to make the effort to catch up with people. Yeah. You know, as you said in your opening, Jake, which is so crazy, is it's taken us two years to catch up. Yeah. Now I need to make a better effort with that, and with life being so busy, it's still going. You know what? There is value in because when we catch up, it's so much more fun yeah. than just chatting online. You know, it's so much more fun hugging you and saying hi and being in a, a room. Hug. It was a great big hug and. You know, hugs are good and we talk about dopamine in your brain and, I mean, you boys know way more about this stuff than me, but you can create people's dopamine by being around their space. So what happens today is we have a really good fun time, dopamine's in our brain, I leave here and then when next I see you pop into my inbox, the dopamine innately starts creating and saying, I remember that time and I want to do it again, so that makes me want to want to come and see you again. So mm. the more you can see people and make that effort, the less time you just spend on social media, the more time you have in this space and the better you're going to feel. So the moral of the story, I should just hug everyone and just make everyone... Just go around hugging them. You know, on the street corner. Yeah. The guy in the city, he gives hugs out for free. Maybe wait for the uh, coronavirus epidemic to pass before you start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wash your hands every yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe there are some people, Jake, and I know you'd find this really extraordinary, that don't like hugging. And I say to people in, when I'm meeting yeah. them, why would you not want to hug me? Like, seriously. I have you know? met people like that and it's really awkward. It's so awkward. And they just... And they make of, a real song and dance about it. Like, yeah, they do. I, I don't do hugs, don't but do hugs. I'll let you have a little one. And they just kind of stand there yeah. like... Ooh. You know the other one that's weird is the people that you go to give them a kiss and they give you their ear? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
They just like shove their ear in your face. It's like, what is going on? Is this a new form of kissing? I'm like. <laughs> it's like the Eskimo kiss with the nose. You know where you yeah. rug noses with your Eskimo yeah. kiss? Yeah, you're just like, like, oh, cool, an ear. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about greetings and kisses and ears and noses, Jamie Lee was at a Surrey Hills restaurant last night and she came home from dinner and she said, oh. Mum, when we walked in, the guy literally greeted us with a firm handshake. Hello, thanks for coming. And she said, from a restaurant perspective, it's not often that the maitre d' shakes your hand, yeah. but there's that human touch and connection. And she said, you know, it was quite not just, it was nice having, it was a different welcome. Yeah. Uh, and we talk about the importance of helloing. You've got 15 to 30 seconds yeah. for someone to decide if they want to listen to you or not. So how do you even say hi to people? Because yeah. that instills uh, the either long conversation or that I've got to run now or I've got to take a phone call or I'm due to a meeting. Yeah. Is it uh, hi, good looking or hi, scrumptious lips or hey, you or how you scrumptious lips. Scrumptious lips. Uh, yeah, I, I did use that once. Really? How did that go? Yeah. Conversation ended yeah. quite quickly. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, did you, did you say this to a guy? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay well, why would? And is there? Is that not great? Maybe I should uh, twist lips. that when when my clients walk into our high deflated lips. Yes, I was going to say you boys might need to <laughs> inflate those lips a little bit if they're not so scrumptious. I tell you, to learn how to communicate, just hang out with someone over the age of seventy. Oh, you know, when you're like at a cafe and this person who's older starts talking to you, like, what the hell does this person want? And yes. you're like, you have to stop yourself going, actually, they're just being friendly. I know. Like, just relax. But we've got our guard up. Like, what does this person want? Like, oh, shit, I'm in a hurry. Yes. But like, you talk to someone who's of an older generation and you go, wow, this is what, this is what the art of discussion is. Yeah. David, you've got it on the head. You need to come and work in my company with me mm. and do this stuff. We talk about kids learning now from Google. So remember mm. when we did projects growing up and yeah. we'd have to go to the Encyclopedia Britannica and mum would say to me, go and talk to your grandma or your grandfather about that. They've got a story about yeah. that. They can tell you. And you sit there for hours and listen to this story and learn. People learn through storytelling and I think that's an art that we've lost because we're so busy, we're short, we're sharp, we don't even use correct grammar. We put you instead of Y-O-U. We do all this crazy stuff. But stories are what, again, floods your brain and give you an entire perspective. And that's what the older generation do, is they tell us stories. So the 70-year-old in the cafe has got so much to give and so many stories and memories, and they're enticing and they're captivating and they're real and they're raw, and we just lose that because we're such in a hurry not to communicate. You yeah. make such a good point. We're like cyborgs now. Yeah. Aren't we? It's just the phones aren't in us yet, but they won't be, won't be long. I know. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. Sure, yeah. actually, I, I, I'm guilty of this. Like, if someone calls me now or, God forbid, leaves me a voicemail, <laughs> I just don't feel like I have the energy yeah. to, to listen to that 10 seconds of that robot voice saying, you've got 10 messages in your no, voicemail. I got rid of my voicemail. It's just too... I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, yeah. We've just not even message to, call you back. I need oh. the information now. Yeah. I just don't have the patience yeah. and, and that's terrible. So guilty, I'm sorry. Don't, <laughs> but don't leave me voicemails. I, I won't read, I won't listen to them. Okay, that is really good information. <laughs> and lucky that you've told me that because my voicemails are not quick. As you can probably gather now, I do love a bit of a chat. So when people know that I've left them a voicemail, they yeah. get a cup of coffee, get a cookie and sit down to listen to my voicemail. <laughs> to get themselves prepped. Yeah, I might need to take some feedback on that, Jay. Can I give you the cookie, by the way? Because I'm, I'm going to eat it the well, whole thing Well, as long otherwise. as you can chat for a minute because I don't know that I can eat and chat. Well, give oh. it a try. Try me have, out. Have a little bit. All right, have let's go. <laughs> What's it? Macadamia and what? And white chocolate. Mm. Oh my That's god, now nice. there's two cockies here. Well, you <laughs> cockies here. And they've both been eaten. There you go. So well, I love that we're like so good. It was just I the wish hand in the bag kind of grab like family. Well, if let's only take a photo. Had a visual. Oh, don't worry, we do. We're going to go visual. Do I take a bite from each? Yeah, yeah, please do. Mm. And tell us they both white chocolate and almond. Mm-hmm. Mm. That is so good. It's taste, isn't it? Mm. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Now, mm. we'll let Hold you... Hold on, let me make sure the other one tastes as good as this one. <laughs> mm. Taste testing on IA. Oh, my God. <clears throat> you, anyone would have thought we'd been on the gin and tonics this morning, but... No, mm-hmm. we've just yet. got Chris in the house. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I want the cookies, so you just keep on chatting away because this is a really good cookie. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm going to flick through some of your questions. Um, well, because you do corporate training, mm. like... I guess, can you explain your company and how, well, what do you offer and and how do you differ from other kind of standard corporate trainers? What's unreal about front and centre is we went out on a limb. So I was a trainer in corporate for years and they told me I had to present with 50 million slides for 20 minutes. I speak to, I do a lot of executive coaching with doctors and I get their slide decks and they think they can do 120 slides with intention to treat versus per protocol population inclusion. Exclusion, so it's like death by PowerPoint. Mm. And they can do 140 slides in 20 minutes. And so in the corporate world, I just went, this is a really crap way to do training and I can do it better. Mm. So with adult learning principles, and people learn differently. Some people learn auditory, some people learn visually, some people learn by doing and others learn by read and write. So we need to think about that and then think about the styles of people that we're with, knowing they're adults, knowing that they come with experience and changing the training world. So 14 years ago, my business partner, Cameron, and I decided that we were going to kick some butt in the training space, turn the world upside down and we did. And 14 years on... We have got an extraordinary client base. We do everything from media training to Nike training to pharmaceutical training, sales training, presentation skills, executive coaching, negotiation, influencing skills. So anything in the communication space, every program though is different. So the best bit about it is we're currently working with GE Healthcare and I spent weeks and weeks out in hospitals learning about MRI scanning and learning about CTs and ventilators. Now, I was in theatre doing it. So, we go and we learn about what that world looks like because Mm. there's no point me standing up in front of a group of people saying, sell like this, when I don't even understand their selling environment may be in theatre. Their selling environment may be organising a crane to take a roof off IMED to get a machine in there um, and to make sure the car park doesn't fall below. So, you know, the features and benefits of getting a crane in is a very different cell yeah. when you're looking at MRIs versus a, a brain scan that is now silent versus, uh, you know, a brain scan that's not. Well, a patient would absolutely want a silent brain scan, but also those brain scans are 15 minutes so a hospital can get four patients through in that day or that hour and that's a really important selling point so that the hospital can make sure that we're alleviating patients' worries when we're doing scans every 15 minutes instead of every 30 or 60 minutes. So, under Understanding someone's world is the beginning of the training space. Uh, so we're different that we spend the massive front end of the training is understanding their well-being out in their environment. Once we do that, we design and develop it. We then roll out manager training and the biggest part of it is coaching. Mm. Again, I, I come back to coaching because we look at return on investment and if we teach someone something, you go away and the forgetting curve says within 20 minutes, you've forgotten about 56% of what you've just heard. So imagine in a day you're already down to 33% of what you remember in that day of a learning environment. I could come back in one month's time and train your team the same presentation and they'd be like, Chris, this is brand new information. Mm. Now it's not. And it's not because I'm a crap trainer. It's because the learning retention doesn't happen. So the minute someone learns a skill, we've got to get them to utilize it straight away and use it, function with it, have people coaching them around it. Now, you know, be it Tiger Woods, be it Barack Obama, everyone has a coach. And the reason they do is not because they're not the best in the world, but it's because you've got to keep reinforcing good behavior doing that. So we always have a coaching program that sets alongside the training environment and the training program, yeah. bringing that together. And Bamsky, you've got it. Doctors 
have coaches. You know, I'm coached to a lot of people and that brings the best out of them. So we're different in that space and people ring up and they don't even know what they want. So it's us going to work out what it is they need. Do they need in a sales program how to close? Well, often the closing should be the easiest bit in sales and it's the questioning capability section that they miss out. So we go and run a questioning workshop And that's the bit that we need to make the close easy. It's not a closing workshop. It's around questioning and listening and active engagement and asking the right questions. You know, I mean, we do a lot of media questioning technique capabilities because the media are able to get people to talk to them really effectively by their questioning techniques. The police have really good questioning techniques. So we Mm. look at the police questioning techniques and engage that into our program. So we use so many different sources and mediums and we make it relevant and personalised for that company. Okay. What do you do with with someone who just comes and they're not playing the game? They're just, uh, I'm over this, I know it all. How do you do with those people? Yeah, and we have them in every session. What's interesting is I was running a session the other day and one of the managers said, oh, you know, Grizz, I've got a 37 year old person, or not 37 year old, they've been with the company 37 years, how are you possibly going to teach them anything? And my question and answer to them is you might know all these skills, but how well are you using them? Mm. You might know that you should question, but are you questioning? You might know that you should listen, but are you really listening? And because we engage people, they can't not have fun. So our programs are them going out mystery shopping. Our programs are then doing raps. Our program, you know, <laughs> carpool karaoke with Sweet Caroline. Well, then let's do Say My Name, Say My Name and whatever it is. But we get them to rap different things. So the way we get them to learn is we're not sitting there doing didactic PowerPoint presentations. So even yeah. they come in, they go, look, Grizz, we know all this. They get up and they have to go on mystery shop. Well, they haven't done that, but they learn so much from mystery shopping. Or I give them an item and say, go and trade this up with no money. It's an Australia Day flag. Go and trade that up with no money using your communication skills. They might think they're great at communication. They come back and they realise that they're not because they didn't give a what's in it for that other person to want to want to have their Australian flag. Mm. So no matter what we do, the engagement is the key to the success. Mm-hmm. As a business owner, and mm. I guess, you know, we've got listeners who are business owners, yeah. we've got a lot of listeners who are do- cosmetic doctors and nurses and obviously people out there who are just interested as consumers or interested people. Yeah. Um, from a business owner's perspective, mm. how can I take these skills and help my team become better at what they do and how do I communicate with people? I'm, like I struggle with it, like mm. working out how to motivate um manage expectations with, say, people of the millennial generation, which yeah. is a little bit challenging. <laughs> Do you think? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm interested from, from that perspective, how, how I can yeah. run my business better. I know there's probably a lot of people listening who probably have the same question, maybe Jake, for can injectors you, as well. Maybe. It's probably worth defining millennial because I think <coughs> yeah. a few people have got different uh, yeah. idea of what that is. So how, how would you describe millennial? Like what we... Yeah, so there's a, there's about ten questions in that, yeah. David. So I will, <laughs> <Go>. <laughs> the, the, the first the first bit to identify that overrides all of this is millennial or baby boomer or whoever they are. If someone doesn't have a what's in it for me, and they're not motivated to do something, they're never going to do it. So overarching everything that you've just said is your number one thing is to find someone's driver, which is their motivator, which is what's in it for me. And we talk about Harvard Business University data, and it suggests that every single day, the average person receives about 1,800 bits of information. From that, they perceive 60 bits. So in their world, in a day, you'll walk away and go, yeah, what Chris said, I'm going to start using the you, your and your technique for listening. Or Chris said, use a better questioning technique. Or she said, use a sign that says, make me feel important. So you leave this podcast and you think, I'm going to do that, like your employees and your team members do. Life gets in the way, you go to bed at night and you actually don't do anything with that 60 bits that you think is really valuable. 
What's valuable though and what you react to is only about 15 bits of information in any one day. 15. 15. So how do you make your bit of information one of the 15 bits that people react to? The reaction is by choice. They choose to react to this information because they think it's relevant to them, it's going to help them, and there's a what's in it for them. So you have to understand personal drivers before you can achieve anything, be it millennial or be it – so that what's in it for me. And I'll give you a really good example, smoking. Let's use smoking as an example. Health economics data suggests smoking may not be great for you, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe. But people are still smoking, maybe. There's data out there that suggests so people are still smoking. So the government put on an ad and they have a dad in hospital with emphysema that's about to die and his daughter who's about to do a year 12 formal. She goes into the hospital, has a dance with him in the hospital. He doesn't make it to the formal. Pulling the heartstrings. Pulling the heartstrings. Now, people watching that ad, if they're smoking, if they don't have a sick, dying dad in hospital or a daughter that's going through a formal, it doesn't resonate with them for what's in it for me. So they don't look at that message and go, I'm going to change my behaviour or I'm going to do something or that motivates me to stop smoking. So then they get out the big surgeon under the lights and they ring out the tar and, you know, that tar that rings out and they say, if you smoke 20 cigarettes a day, this is how much tar. And the person watching goes, I smoke 10. That's not me. I don't have to worry about it. So then they put the cigarette packet ads, you know, those ads, those awful ads. I was in 7-Eleven the other day and someone said, I don't like that photo. Can you, and I was like, look at that photo. Uh, Cause I believe the data uh, that says that smoking's not great, uh, but they cover it over or they say that's a pregnant wife or that's got a track. I don't have that. So I'm okay. So people will always find a way to not want to do something because they don't identify with it. So as a business owner, my biggest thing is when I'm delivering information to my team, I've got to find what motivates them personally. So that goes back to that whole personalizing the interaction we spoke about what drives them, what motivates them, what excites and what delights them, what captivates them. Money. Money. And if money <laughs> is it, then you do reward. I take scratches to training rooms and keynotes. In any Congress I do, I have scratches. Now it's ludicrous. I stand up on stage with 200 people below me. Um, and if they engage with me, they get a dollar scratchy. And I run around with these scratches. Now people love it. It's $1 scratchy, but it's really cool because money motivates some people. Yeah. So number one as a business owner, understand what motivates your customers what motivates them to want to buy into your company, what motivates your team. If it's money, excite them with money. If it's saying thank you. Now, people, and I'm one of them, I'm not motivated by money, right? It doesn't motivate me. Not that I, you know, don't like to wear fancy stuff, but it doesn't motivate me. What does is someone saying, thanks, Grizz, you've changed my world. I've walked out of this session today and I'm going to do this differently and I'm going to feel good about it. That motivates me. Now, if that's part of your team, then ringing them on a Friday and going, thank you for working with us this week, with this week. You've made a massive difference to our patients, our customers and our clients. They'll go into the weekend and they'll be so driven to want to come back to work on Monday. So the overarching principle, no matter millennials, no matter, is if you don't find out someone's drivers and motivators, you are not going to be able to get them to do anything that you want them to do and that's not going to make you successful. Mm. I find trying to trying to identify what that driver is is the most difficult part because a lot of time they don't even know. No, they don't. Especially if they live at home, they don't have financial yep. sort of pressures or kids. Yes, that seems to be some of the most difficult people to, to sort of motivate and sustain because they don't get excited by anything. No. Um, and they've got no financial pressure. So no. they're just like cruising through life. So I sit down and have these conversations like, what is it you're looking to achieve? Yeah. What is it that you come to work for? Yep. What, what goal can I help you try and get toward? And a lot of the time you just get like a blank look back. And that's yeah. what I, I, I struggle with that. Yeah, jo- so- joking aside, have you thought about um, looking for a, an older demographic? Yeah, but then you've got the, the, yeah, I mean, look, potentially it's, it's sort of, uh, an industry that 
is quite physically demanding. It so is. sometimes people that are maybe a little bit mature, more mm. mature might struggle just with the physical on the feet, running, seeing like it's quite draining. So mm. yes, valid point, but there mm. are drawbacks to that as well. There are. What about, I mean, people are motivated by something. Is it that they like going on holidays or they like to travel? So you say, you know what, incentives, this is going to get you to your holiday in Vietnam. I know you've been looking at travel sites yeah. or you and your boyfriend. Or do they love fashion? This is going to get you to your Louis Vuitton bag. Or do they want some... Um, I was going to use, um, do they want anti-wrinkle? Do they want filler? Do they want, I mean, if that might be their motivator and that's mm. what gets them to work every day. Now, if that means that you're not paying a bonus in money, but if they achieve a certain, they might get some skincare. They might get, so everyone is still motivated by something. They might be trying to buy a new car. They might be wanting to move out of home. And then if you keep saying every day, you know, we're going to get you to move out of home because we know that that's what you really want to do and living with your girlfriends, just saying that to them, they're like, oh, I really do want to. So you're starting to influence what they want. I know you keep looking at that home shopping um, site and I know that you look, you really want that pair of shoes that you saw Kim Kardashian wear. So picking up on little triggers, so it means that we've got to do extra work as business owners to motivate our team. But when we find their motivators, that's the stuff that we say is, I know that you want to get this or I know that you're desperately trying to save up for some filler or I know that you, whatever it is, find that and then just talk that at them. Mm-hmm. It's really tough as business. And, and I mean, our generation, as you say, our generation, I'm pretending I'm like 25 and I'm 28. <laughs> Our generation, they really don't have the same, you know, they, we don't talk about them owning their own home anymore. We don't talk about them having savings in the bank for a rainy day. They live by the flying, by the seat of their pants and that's the way the world is. But in that living space, they might love to go out to dinner five nights a week or Uber Eats is causing them grief and they think, God, I spent so much money on Uber Eats. Well, here's some extra money for your Uber Eats oh, great, I'll work that extra bit harder. So it's just picking up on Mm. the bits of things that they do do and then So maybe it's about being more observant than directly asking. Oh, my God. You said that in one line and I've taken five minutes. Stop being a Uh, 40-year-old. I'm almost (laughs) there. It's true. It's so true. That's the bit, observant. Be observant as to what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So maybe we do need to stalk people's Instagram profiles. It's true. (laughs) It's absolutely true. But even the comment, even the comment, I mean, I am one for just say thank you. And you've made my day. Yeah. And how often do you ring someone and say thank you or on their birthday, what do you do for them? Or, yep. You know, all of that. I know it sounds really basic and we should be doing it and we know to do this stuff, but we just get busy and with happy birthday mm. here. Yeah. High five to you. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, we've got so much to talk about and it's already 42 or so Stop minutes since it. the podcast. I know it's crazy. So we do. <laughs> should we do a second episode? I'm wondering whether we do wrap this up and yeah. then do a second episode more yep. on the patient-centric doctor mm. yeah. dynamic. Sure. Okay. You, you want me back for a second episode? Well, we might actually just stop in the next few minutes and then we'll just go again. Yeah, okay. Just while you're here. Okay. So, um, <laughs> how do people get in contact with you if they want more information? Yeah. And do you have any special offers or promos that you'd like us to, if anyone wants to reach out or? Oh my gosh, bring me a cookie, <laughs> just these ones, and you can have all your training for free. <laughs> oh, wow. There you go. <laughs> how easy is that? Um, so, you can call Cam or I, uh, Grizz or Cameron at frontandcenter.com.au. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamie Lee will look after you in a treat. 0430 Six one six is my number. I know. Bring it. I love a chat. So ring me anytime. <laughs> uh, and most of all, uh, we are here. You know, the biggest thing and my motivator in life is to make people live their best life. So anything we can do in that space, we'd love to help out. And you guys are on social media. We are on social media. Mini Grease and Front and Center Learning is what we need to say first. So go to Front and Center Learning first before you go to Mini Grease. Okay. On Instagram. 
on Instagram and we've got the Facebook and we've got all that stuff. And I'm trying to learn TikTok, so stick around because TikTok is the new We'll have to do a TikTok thing. before you leave. Can we? Yeah, Let's we do a TikTok. We are so doing a TikTok. <laughs> my fa- oh, you've made- I'm coming back Let's, we're, do- we're doing a TikTok. That's my motivator. See, you're learning. There you David, go. David, well done you. Oh, that was good. <laughs> there you go. All right, well, we'll be back very soon for – we'll take a deep dive into, I guess, yeah. Patient-centric patient and yeah. doctor communication stuff. Cool. We'll be back with Let's Riz soon. Let's do that. Okay. Thanks. Take See you. See Thank you. Bye. Today's episode of the podcast was brought to you by BTL Aesthetics. Now, Jake, at the beginning of the podcast, we spoke about Cosmeticon that's coming up and the great offer that BTL have been kind enough to, I guess, pass on to our listeners. Can you just remind us what that's all about? Yeah, let's just reinforce those bullet points. So the Cosmeticon conference is on uh, 5th to 8th of March here in Sydney in Double Bay at the Intercontinental Hotel. It's a very nice hotel, by the way. It is. Did you good cocktails at the bar as well? (laughs) Inside tip there from Jake, yeah. Yeah. So BTL will be at stand 11, so go and search out the team. But if you're a clinic owner, a doctor, anyone with a vested interest in maybe purchasing a machine, go and speak to the guys and mention that you listen to the Inside Aesthetics podcast. And if you are in a position where you think about purchasing an M-Seller, an M-Sculpt or any of the portfolio of the BTL devices, you will receive a 10% discount. 10%. That's pretty good. Say it again, Jake. 10%. 10%. (laughs) That's a lot of money discount. When you look at the the price tag of these machines, like that's a hefty discount. Yeah. So it's, it's absolutely worth going there empowered, knowing kind of what you want before you go there. So you can have a really good conversation with Gareth Pepper, Sam Stark or any of the team. Excellent. Okay. Well, enjoy Cosmeticon. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And if you would like any more information on BTL Aesthetics and their portfolio of products, head on over to btlaesthetics.com. For our latest news, upcoming guests and episode topics, follow us on Instagram at inside underscore aesthetics. During the week before every recording, look out for our Instagram stories as we'll give you the opportunity to submit your questions to our guests and get a shout out. You can also DM us for any other information, suggestions or guest requests.